Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Do you wish growing a business was easier? Are you feeling frustrated that it's taking so long to make your first 100K? I used to feel the same way until I discovered the one thing that was missing. It wasn't more marketing tips or strategies. It wasn't reading more business books and it wasn't learning more stuff. I could show you what's holding you back and blocking your success if you like. Typical side effects include higher income, peace of mind, loving relationships, real connection with God, freedom from addictions, purpose, fulfillment, and a brand new lifestyle. It all starts by scheduling a spiritual clarity call with me to get clarity on what you want right now in your life and to see if we want to work together. Visit josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities to learn more. That's josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Today, my featured guest is Robin Waite. That's spelled W-A-I-T-E. You can find him at robinwaite.com. He is a husband, a father of two young girls. He has a passion to help business owners set fearless goals and achieve great success. Robin's a business coach. He's a regular speaker at various business events, and he's a best-selling author of two books, including the recent popular release, Take Your Shot. Take Your Shot. Startup Nation, let's go. He puts his decade of business leadership experience to work, coaching clients to reach their goals. Now, Startup Nation, I know, and, and Robin, don't take this personally, but that, that bio is a little, you know, it's a little vanilla. Okay, so we really want to get into who is he? Because I know this guy's up to good in the world right now. I, I could just see the way he's showing up here today and, and, and just how he brought up some certain conversation points that other guests avoid. And uh, so, Robin, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Well, first up, Joseph, thank you very much for having me on as a guest. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, in terms of kind of um, a short uh, overview of my career, so I'm a numbers guy. I started that life as a systems analyst back in uh, the year 2000, working for a medical devices company. Very quickly learned how not to run a business because the boss was um, brilliant at product innovation, but terrible at running a business. So I saw the good and the bad and the very ugly as well. Um, set up my marketing agency in 2004. 
um, which I ran for 12 years. And uh, I kind of had a bit of a mini breakdown. And maybe this is something we can go into, maybe not, because I think it's useful to hear it from an entrepreneur's sort of journey. But um, as my family was growing, I got that business um, to £250,000 turnover. Um, I had a team of four people, I had about 200 clients. Um, we were going great guns, but I just found the whole uh, sort of after, you know, 16 years in business, the whole thing just incredibly overwhelming, managing people. And um, my daughter, Sophie, was three weeks away from being born. So my second daughter. So kind of just wanted to take a bit of time out and um, really properly enjoy my family and paternity leave and work out what my next step in business was going to be. So I set up uh, a coaching practice in 2016. I've glossed over a couple of details here, but for expediency, uh, so set up the coaching practice and haven't really looked back. You know, the, the key thing which kind of gets me going um, with the businesses that we now work with um, is, you know, we've had uh, t- uh, three of our clients have had babies. One of our clients has um, been able to save up a deposit and get, uh, for a house, um, which they couldn't afford to do before. Had another client who, who's managed to um, uh, save up enough money to go and get married, something which they hadn't, you know, they've been waiting sort of six or seven years to do. So it's actually, I've, I've worked with big corporates, uh, nothing wrong with that, but actually being able to make an impact, you know, to small businesses on the ground, uh, re- you know, make real life changing differences and changes to people's businesses and lives. Uh, it's exactly, that's what we're all about. Now, Startup Nation, maybe you're asking yourself two questions. One, hey, that's me, Robin, can you work with me? Because I haven't made my first 100K yet. And I'm that guy that you just described or that gal. And number two, where the heck is his accent coming from? Right. So Robin is joining us from the UK right now. So that's awesome. He's on the other side of the pond. I'm in Tampa, Florida. I love technology. I love that we could do this real time face to face, you and I, Robin. And in my two cents opinion, the British accent is the most, uh, the best accent on planet Earth. Everything he says sounds smarter for some reason. Uh, <laughs> even even rubbish sounds smarter. So, but so. All right, Robin, uh, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Uh, so, so some people know that I'm obviously into into my sports and exercise, but they don't necessarily know to what extreme. So it's in part where the kind of brand for the business came from, the Fearless brand. Um, but I'm a surfer, not a very good one, but I have surfed um, 15 foot waves in Morocco, nearly died. Uh, it was actually one of the best experiences of my life. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. But being like, you know, at, at the, the will of the earth's kind of like power, bobbing along the bottom of the ocean for about 40, 30, 40 seconds, having big waves crashing over the top of you um, and eventually getting spat out is a very enlightening moment. And it another, really gives you your place in the universe, doesn't it? Well, it, it, absolutely. And, it, and it, it reminds you of like what, you know, how, um, how precious I think life is and how short life is as well and there's a second fact if I'm allowed to share it as well I'm I'm a keen cyclist so the sort of cyclist that on a Sunday morning all of the motorists hate Um, but I'm not a big fan of going up hills but I love going downhill so on a push bike I've done 52 and a half miles an hour uh, going going down a hill Um, it's normally about 14 minutes to go up it but this when you go down it at 52 miles an hour it takes about a minute and a half uh, so it's a bit, wow. bit mental. All right. So fantastic, right? And, and I love hearing those personal things, things that light you up and really, you know, the, the story behind the brand, right? A little bit, um, you know, where Fearless Brand, your company came from and it, it's your risk taker. You like doing 
I'm just going to say it flat. You like doing stupid, risky things, right? <laughs> there's, there's, there's a part of you that, right? You like that thrill. You like that, that jolt of energy. And you like that, you know, like going under the water, like you said, and the power of the waves crashing and everything. And you really just get how finite and precious human life is. And you come back to the surface and maybe, just maybe, you look at your life a little differently. And you say, you know what? I'm going to stop taking these areas for granted. Maybe my family, my daughters, my wife, you know, whoever. So thank you for sharing those personal details. I really like that. Let's get into your first 100K. Um, I want you to go back in time, right? And uh, in this business, your coaching business, um, how long did it take you to go from zero to crossing the 100K mark? Probably, it was not quite a year, a little over a year. It was about 18 months um, before I started hitting those regular sort of um, eight, nine, 10K months. And, you know, ultimately it kind of came down to um, just, you know, it was actually one thing really in that first year, um, which really set up the success for the future years, you know, since. And um, it, it, was, it sounds daft. It's just as simple as setting a goal. Um, it's a bit like, I liken it to, imagine if you were going to get in, you know, in the car and make a journey from Florida across to the West Coast, for example, to, Cal to California. You'd probably know roughly the route, but you'd be a fool if you got into that car and didn't punch the zip code into a sat-nav. And, and I, I liken goal setting, you know, that's exactly the same thing in business, basically. If, you know, if, imagine if you were to, um, you know, you would get so far, you'd probably make it into California, but if you had a super specific address, you'd end up, you'd never be able to get there unless you'd probably driven that journey several times. And I did a, I did a study um, in amongst um, sort of my clients. So we have like a, an assessment process and about 350 people have filled out this survey. And I kid you not, business plan is like so low on their agenda. 76% of people out of 350 um, either didn't have a, a business plan or they marked themselves as like a four out of 10 or less. So it was either didn't exist, which was about 26% or it was terrible. And the business plan, like, you know, that's where we set those basic fundamental goals of like, right, I'm going to hit hundred K or 10 K months. And this is how I'm going to do it. So I worked out how many clients I needed, how much they, each of them would be paying on a monthly basis. And I was just doggedly determined basically to get those clients the other thing as well is like when you punch, punch that zip code into a sat nav, it reverse engineers the most efficient route to get to that goal and or to get you to that destination. And it's the same in business. If we don't punch the, 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 put the goal into our, our business sat nav, we're never going to know exactly what that journey looks like in order to get those clients or to create that growth. And um, so it allows us just to kind of reverse engineer the customer journey in terms of like, you know, how many people do we need? And we can start, this is where we get into the numbers. How many consultations do we need to sit? How many conversions do we need to, to get in order to, you know, to start to make those numbers um, stack up? You know, what, what sits at the top of the, the sort of funnel? How many people do we actually need to reach out to and impact in order to start to kind of pull them into our, into our world? And the final part of it as well, which is super important is like, it, you need a lot of determination to drive from Florida to California. You need about, uh, well, probably about a billion times more effort and determination to do the same journey, but in business. So, you know, despite having the, the goal, despite having the, 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 the journey, the roadmap to get there, like business is actually quite hard. And I think it's quite a big like misnomer that people go into business nowadays thinking it's easy. And it really isn't. So you've got to have a huge amount of determination in order to make that journey. Mm. 
All right, so that was a lot. So Startup Nation, I'm going to break this down a little bit, right, for my simple little brain here. All right, so I get the SatNav, right, Satellite Navigation System. We don't use that term here in, in the U.S., but I got it, right? So we, we just call it GPS, right? Yep. So setting a Startup Nation, right, you got to have that destination. That's what Robin's saying to you, right? If you don't know where you're going specifically, you're not going to get there. Now, I do have to counter here, okay? Because when I was young and 19 and, and we did over 2 million in my first 12 months, did I have a GPS? Did I have a nav system? No, right? Actually, it wasn't even invented yet, right? But, you know, <laughs> but, but my point being, you can get to that destination in California in your metaphor, in your example, the way I did it, as well, which is asking people for directions all along the way, making the wrong turns, ending up in shady neighborhoods, right? Putting yourself in dangerous situations. This is how I did my journey and it was through trial and error. So I just wanna say there are two good valid approaches, right? One is the trial and error, ask for directions all the way to that destination. The other is the better way. This is, what, this is what Robin is saying. The better way is to really be intentional, plan, plug in the coordinates, and then reverse engineer back the, the path or the route of least resistance. And when you now know how far is it, how many miles, how many hours it's going to take you because you have all that information, now you can plan a very important thing, which is what resources do you need? in order to get there. So just in the same metaphor, you need fuel, you need gas in the car, you need food, right? And you need money, right? So that's very important to plan that trip. Well, I think it's also very similar in business. You got to know how much funding do you need for how long is it going to last you, right? How's, how much do you need to fuel that business, et cetera? What, what do you want to uh, add to that, Robin? Well, it's, it's interesting. You use the, you know, you use the kind of cottoned onto my analogy there about the cars and you talked about the fuel that we put into it. But do you know, do you know the really cute little Fiat 500 car? Have you seen a Fiat 500? They're like, they're, they're just yes. super cute, tiny little cars, 500cc engine, right? Um, but imagine what's going to happen if rather than putting like, you know, unleaded into this thing, like you put rocket fuel into it. What's going to happen? The thing's going to rip apart because it's going so fast and it's not built for that speed. Exactly. It's, you know, rocket fuel ultimately is designed for rockets. So in, this, in that analogy, though, like the, the Fiat 500's cute little engine is actually the business chassis. It's like the business engine. And you, you talk about using trial and error. Well, that engine, you can trial and error your way to like 100K quite easily. It's, it's, you know, you will get there eventually, like you said. But um, in the analogy, which I'm going to use, the rocket fuel is actually a bit like marketing. So in that trial and error process where we're not really kind of measuring what's working and what not, what's not working, um, you know, and we add, we add loads more clients to it and we start to really scale our business that we've built through trial and error, eventually that thing's just going to like, it's just going to like blow itself apart. All of the inherent, you know, issues that don't show up when our business is small and agile, all of a sudden when we start to kind of systemize it and grow it, just it, it it's just not well optimized you know ultimately I, I i always liken the whole goal setting thing to well let's optimize that engine and actually build a rocket first and then when we add something like marketing to it which is even more complex you know we get that 
sort of second second stage of like you know trajectory out into the upper atmosphere you know like rockets when they have their two stage kind of you know the rockets fall off and the second blast takes out to into outer space you know so what i'm hearing you say is that rather than plan for like your first ten thousand dollars or your first first fifty thousand dollars really plan for your first 100k or your first 500k or your first million build the company around doing that kind of business from the very beginning is that you're saying it yeah absolutely because it, it just means that the business is nicely optimized it's systemized you've got processes kind of mapped out you're starting to understand the economics you know i talk about this this um thing around sort of cash flow in a business where you reach a certain point of equilibrium where all of a sudden you kind of have a bit of a surplus of cash and, and things it's like the good times things feel really nice um and that's the point when you kind of then really want to push hard for growth and like I said, if, if the business isn't set up, it'll fall apart. But if you've done all of that planning and that design, you've actually designed a 100K business. Also, it's much more satisfying when you've actually designed something and then it happens like the way you've designed it and planned it. I don't know about you, but, you know, I'd much rather do that than kind of luck my way there. You know what? Most of my, my businesses, I've lucked my way there. And I agree with you. I, it would have been so much better if things went how I actually planned them out to go because I would have felt like I was in control of something rather than reactive to even sometimes hitting success. And keep in mind, Startup Nation, right? I've had like over 10 businesses, right? I've had two to three that were very successful. The rest failed miserably. So my approach probably isn't the best approach, right? The trial and error approach. And I really like what Robin's saying. He's a, a math guy. He's like, dude, numbers light me up. That's what he was telling me before the show. He loves the mathematics of the business. I don't. He's the guy I hire or I partner with in a business to run the business economics because I don't like doing that. I like doing the people stuff, not the profit stuff. Both are necessary. Right. So, Robin, I really want you to break this down. I know we went high level, but give me practical for Startup Nation, your top three tips or strategies for them to make their first 100K in the next 12 months. What do you so got? Practical for, I can apply to my business today, this week. Right. The first one is based around pricing. Um, do not compare yourself to the competition because Joseph... Uh, is looking at Robin, Robin's looking at Stuart, Stuart's looking at Samantha, and Samantha's looking back at Joseph to see how much everybody's charging, which means that Joseph is setting the market rate for our products and services, right? So it's pricing, there's no real science to it. You've just got to go out and like validate and test as much as you possibly can. And more if not, like with, with, well, with all of the clients that we've worked with, you can increase your prices by two, three, four, even five times and still sell at that rate. Okay. And most people kind of look at the competition, like 95% of the competition are all charging like the going rate, but they might all be wrong. What we've also noticed is that as, as a business starts to charge more, there's actually fewer people, fewer suppliers in that, that price range charging that much. So actually as you charge more, there is less competition. So naturally it's like, it's easier. It's natural selection. Um, and that makes a massive difference. The other thing as well is like um, marketing has changed dramatically. And I, know I don't want to go too deep on this because like it's, a, it's a, I'm opening up a massive can of worms, like dipping my toe into the marketing side of things. But I remember when I, when I built my first website in my marketing business in 2004, right? 
Um, Zuckerberg was in his pants in Harvard, like just launched Facebook to his, you know, his college friends there, you know, uh, things like Instagram didn't exist. Snapchat didn't exist. YouTube was terrible because like streaming speeds were, you know, like broadband speeds were awful, like super slow. Yeah. Loading like diagram, you know, and so all these apps just didn't exist. So 2004, your marketing strategy was get a website, load some keywords in it and Google will pick you up. Like nowadays, you know, um, people just end up spreading themselves too thin because they think they've got to be all over all of the platforms. And I don't know about you, but if you put like 12 and a half percent of effort into eight things, how well does it typically go? Like not terribly well. So uh, my, one of my best pieces of marketing advice is like pick one or two, or, you know, max, very max, like three platforms that you know where your target market hang out and then focus on them. It's kind of like for me, you know, I know that speaking gigs, um, you know, speaking gigs, my books and podcast interviews, they're the three things which get me clients. Everything else that I do where I repurpose content is a bonus um, if clients come in from those places. So we've done pricing is number one. Marketing is like be super specific about the platforms that you're looking at. The, the third thing as well is um, like buy old books. Okay. And that sounds like a really dumb thing to say, but I, that's two of my favorite books, business books of all time are one think and grow rich. When you see past the whole, like the think and grow rich mentality, people just imagining it. And you actually look at what that book is about. There's some absolute gold in there. Um, in terms of like, you know, personal kind of development, things like that. Breakthrough advertising written in 1967. Okay. All of the best copywriters in the world um, refer to breakthrough advertising as the best book on advertising and marketing copy. Um, you know, and it predates the internet. Okay. Advertising and marketing is more sophisticated than, than, you know, the internet, basically. Um, you've got to understand the principles of like connecting with human beings. And then the third book I always recommend to people is um, a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. Uh, so it's based on Babylonian times, 2,600 years ago. And, um, you know, the, 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 how, how you go about growing wealth, because um, I meet so many business owners, right, who are, uh, I've got a cash flow problem, okay? And you, you get inside their books and you can see that they've got great turnover, uh, but they've got really high overhead. So they haven't got a cash flow problem because money's flowing in, it's flowing out, okay? The biggest challenge entrepreneurs have, I believe in this day and age, is not just making money, but actually keeping it. It's that age-old saying, turnover is, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, cash is king. Like if you, and not cash, but if you can keep the cash, you're winning. So that'd be my third thing. All right. So Startup Nation, there you have it. Let me recap those real quick the way I receive them. Number one, test your pricing with your customers, not your, compet uh, your competition. So test your pricing with your customers. How much are they willing to pay? And then slowly just increase that price till they kind of, they'll, they'll give you the feedback. Hey, too much right? But I've done this in my own spiritual coaching business. I've really just kind of just tested and just kept increasing and increasing. And within four months, I was at my, uh, the goal I set for my pricing that I wanted. I was like, okay, in, I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I want clients pay me this much for each client for this amount of my time. And within four months I got there, I was expecting six months, possibly 12. Right? But I was very targeted about that. So test your pricing with customers, not the competition. Number two, uh, Robin says, pick one or two platforms only, online platforms only, to market to your clients. 
don't scatter yourself too thin. I agree with this hundred percent. So is it Instagram where all your clients are, are habitating? If the, that, that's your thing, then focus all your energy resources, et cetera, investing into Instagram, into that marketing. And that's where you're going to pull the most, right? Think 80, 20 rule. Number three, Robin says, buy old business books and apply their principles into your business. Buy old business books and apply their principles into your business. That's the first advice anyone's ever shared around that. that that's really cool. Robin, did I nail those three? Anything you want to add to? No, spot on. Absolutely spot on. Spot on. I tell you, spot on. That's the best <laughs> I get. That's the best I get, buddy. All right. Fantastic. All right. So we're listening to Robin Wait. You can find him at robinwait.com. The last name, W-A-I-T-E, robinwait.com. All right. And he's sharing with us. He's a business coach. He's a strategist, right? And he loves helping entrepreneurs like you hit your first 100K, hit your next 100K, hit your first 500K, your first million. So if he's resonating with you, you like who he is, you like what he stands for, you like his principles, the way he's grounded, the way he's showing up right now, then go to his website, right? And connect with him. And I'm sure he's got some kind of free offer to engage with him or a gift for you or something like that. We'll share that at the end of the show. So keep on listening. Robin, I want to go high level for a second here. Why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100K? It's kind of loops back to what I said at the start. It's just down to um, sheer determination or lack of it. Um, so, like I said, you know, well, there's one fundamental reason, and um, the stats play out in the UK, the US, all around the world. So, pre-internet in the UK, there was half a million registered businesses. Today, there's six million. Okay, so there's ten times the number of businesses. Yet, you've got the internet, right, where it's super easy to start up a business. You've got global marketplace, land of opportunity, world of opportunity, you know, at your fingertips at the other end of the computer. You know, it's, it's this technology which is enabling us to have this conversation now and, and share our, our, our message with the world. Um, so everybody has this false perception that the internet makes running a business super easy. But the mere fact that there are 10 times the number of businesses registered out there means that there are 10 times the number of, you know, coaches, consultants, uh, um, you know, nutritionists, like online, whatever. There's 10 times the number of every single business out there, which means that it's actually 10 times harder to get found at least. Not only that, but you've got like, you know, everybody's so busy putting out so much content. Like you think about the amount of content we're putting out now compared to even 10 years ago, you know, it, it's, I bet it's even more than 10 times harder to get found because there is just so much noise to cut through. So people like lulled into this false sense of security. Great, super easy to set up a business. Ah, but actually it's really hard to run a business because actually this whole marketing thing, like you imagine you're starting from, you know, you or I've got a head start, Joseph. We've been running businesses for years, so we've got a bit of a head start. But think about, like, I'm going to name some names here, whether this is relevant or not, but the Frank Kearns, the Ryan Dice, the Jay Abrahams, all these guys, like the founding fathers of internet marketing, you know, who were kind of, well, Jay Abrahams a bit older, but they were 18 at the dawn of the internet age 30 years ago. So they're all like 48 now. They were getting, they were getting like building their list when it was like a cent, an email. Like now it's a penny an email. Like now it's costing us, you know, a dollar minimum per, you know, so it's like a hundred times more expensive as well to grow our lists um, and to, and to get our name out there. You know, thankfully I started a bit earlier than that. So, so I think if once people realize, and this is, this is where the reframe happens. Okay. When people realize that actually running a business is quite hard and accept that, 
they come at it with a completely different energy level. They're like, right, you know, business is never going to get easier. We've just, we're just going to get better at it. It's this whole like a process of education. I, I remember going, uh, like harking back to my psych, my early cycling days and going up the same hill that I came down on at like 52 and a half miles an hour, really struggling. I had to stop twice on the way up. I was exhausted. I probably it would have been quicker to get off and walk. And this guy comes past me with all of the gear on the Lycra, the hat, the glasses, the works, everything like super smart bike. And I shouted that road. I said to him like, God, you're making this look easy. And there's a whole like community around cycling. So he, he waited probably for quite a long time, but he waited at the top of the hill for me. And then we had a really nice chat and he said, Do you know what he said? The thing about cycling is like, I know I was going faster than you, but this never gets any easier. You just go faster. So all that happen is you'll put the same amount of effort in, but you'll just go faster at the hill and be as, as exhausted as like I am now at the top of this hill. It's like, oh, such a valuable lesson. It's exactly the same business. It never gets easier. You just go faster and get better. Startup Nation, it never gets easier. You just go faster. I like that. All right, let's get into my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. Robin, this is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Yes, let's do this. All right. But before we do, we're listening to Robin Waite. You can find him at robinwaite.com. Robin, W-A-I-T-E.com. He's a business coach. He's an author. He's the guy for you. All right, Robin, what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, helping people, creating results. My clients have babies. I mean, what could be better than that? <laughs> My clients have babies. Like, that should be on your business card. <laughs> My clients have babies. That's why you should hire me, darn it. Yeah, absolutely. Right, what's, what's your least favorite thing about I should clarify, it? Joseph, for the listeners. They don't all have my babies. I should just make that clear. <laughs> I think you just confused, made it confusing. All right. So uh, what's your, what are you le- your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Uh, it's, it's the, it's the, sometimes I'm going to be really honest. It's just the having to wake up every day and perform. And actually, you know, I like it, but it's, it goes back to what I was saying about like business is, is it doesn't get any easier, but it's okay actually for us to have like foibles behind the scenes and just have little wobbles. And, but you know, when we're out there doing business just to hit it again. Mm, I get that. What are you most afraid of? If you could be real and transparent, right? We're all human. We're all struggling with something. What are you most afraid of? Um, I'm most afraid of like losing my capacity to be able to go out and help people. So if I can't write books, if I can't do stuff like this, if I lose my faculties and I'm not able to share my word about business, that's the thing that actually scares me the most. I can, I can take dying and you know, things like that, but actually like not being able to help people, I think is my biggest fear. So would it be like a feeling or sense of uselessness? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've got to have that sense of purpose on this I planet. Get that. What is, what are you struggling with right now in your business or in your personal life? Like just be real, man. Cause people are struggling and you can contribute to them right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things I really struggled with was kind of getting the balance right between um, sort of family life, you know, being a dad and running a business. Because the the two, you know, like they always talk about work life balance. And for a long time, I had a, an office in town and found myself doing this dance between like school and the nursery runs in the office and home and like just going around in circles. Like I'm, I spent last year, I built my own home office here so that I can look into my front room down there and see my girls playing and kind of wave at them out the window. So I'm connected to them. And it's just been, it's the, you know, I've literally only been in this office now probably for about two months 
and it's just the nicest thing, you know. So making making life and business actually kind of merge together has like a been, been a real lifesaver for me. I love that. And and Startup Nation, I am a big fan. Well, I, I don't believe in work-life balance. I've shared this on the show many times. I'm not a fan of that. I believe that's a lie. And, and Robin, you just gave a great example of it. You tried it and you were on the merry-go-round of just exhaustion. That's, yeah. that's what it looks like. And what you've done, you use the word merge, but I say work-life integration. That's yeah. what works. Work merging them together so that they're one, right? It's kind of like when you get married. It'd be like husband and wife existence rather than a couple, right? You're a couple, you're married, you're one now, right? That's what makes it work. You're one unit, you got one set of goals, one house you live in. It wouldn't work if you're split in two different homes going back and forth. Like, but this is how we show up in our business and personal life, split down the middle and it doesn't work. So I agree with that. All right. Uh, What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Well, the first year in the coaching business, actually, I, I, I spent too much time doing uh, consultations, free consultations with clients and uh, driving mostly to those consultations. Uh, when I realized that actually it was okay to ask clients to come to me, um, I saved about 40 hours a month. So it's quite a remarkable amount of time I saved in traveling. Wow. Startup Nation. What a big lesson. If you're doing that now, stop doing it. I do all my meetings, uh, my complimentary ones I do on video right? So clients are all over the world. I don't have to drive anywhere. You know how much time that saves me, my friend? It's awesome. All right. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear about people? Oh, I'm stuck there, Joseph. People, I, my secret fear is like not being liked, I think. Like what there if people go. don't like me? That's it. That's a big one. That's huge. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Yeah, most of us don't take the actions we know we want to take in our business because we're scared people are going to judge us. They won't like me, right? That's yeah. what it is. And, I mean, I, I, got my, I got my first one-star review on, on my, my, my latest book. And, uh, you, know, I got, I've, you know, actually, when I got my first one-star review on my first book, I kind of hit the roof. Like the rage came out. And I, but the thing is, though, that there's this thing where you can turn it around and uh, you can take that dark energy and turn it into something really positive. So I was like, right, how can I get 100 positive reviews and just wipe out this one-star review? Uh, and I did. And it worked really well. So you can always take a, po- a negative and turn it into a positive. I agree. When I got my first uh, one-star review on my faith-based podcast, they, were, they called me a heretic. Like they, and I wow. was like, what? No, I'm a Christian. You call me a heretic? And, and like, it was just somebody who didn't take the time to actually listen to the whole show. Just picked out little news clips. And, and, and created a whole judgment about who I am and how I show up. So I thought that was hilarious. It's, and exa- you're it's right. exa- exactly the same. Like the person who left the one star review in the book didn't even read the book. He just disagreed with the, my definition of the one word startup. He said it should have been a tech startup. I was like, no, any business is a startup yeah. like in your first year. Yeah. One of, one of my, uh, I got a one star, I think on, on this show as well. And they said, Joseph talks way too much about himself and doesn't give enough time to the guests to share about themselves. And I'm like, Okay, if you listen to like five of my shows, there's no way you could come up with that conclusion. Now, if you listen to one for five minutes when I was talking, yeah, you could draw that conclusion. Absolutely. But right? you've also just, you've got to steer the ship as well. Like yeah. you're the guy, Joseph. Oh, you've got to you've got to kind of lead people on a journey on this podcast. And if that means listen, listen for all those podcasts, uh, uh, newbies out there that want to start your own show, I'm going to contribute a very valuable lesson I learned here. 
um, and this was from very successful podcasters, they said that uh, people show up and listen to your podcast based on your guest. They stay and subscribe based on the host. Yep. They want to know you. So really talk a lot about you and let them into your life. That's why I do what I do. It's not an ego trip, Startup Nation. It's I'm inviting you in to get to know me closer. And if, if you like what you see, keep listening. If you don't, there's other shows out there, right? And to have that freedom, Robin, to just be like, I'm fine. Like yep. either way, I'm going to do me and I'm going to do it with excellence, right? And, and that's very attractive, I think, for a lot of people. Robin, what do you wish you had learned sooner in your business? Well, I, I wished, you know, I spent so many years building websites for other people in my, in, when I first started my first business. Like I said, in 2004, Zuckerberg was building the first sort of uh, bits of Facebook and uh, I was busy building apps and websites for other people. And I kind of wished I'd slowed down a little bit and built a few things for myself. Not that necessarily I'd have ended up building Facebook, but you never know. I'm a bright guy. Something good would have come of it. But um, I wished I'd kind of just been a bit more aware of what was going on around me out in the world. I could see it now fearbook.com <laughs> fearless not, fearless fearbook yeah, i like Never it mind. yeah very that nice was really bad I, right. 50 50 we'll split that one there you go yeah. what is a new habit you want to form new habit for me at the moment is um it's really about consistency so now i've kind of relocated my life back home and kind of getting you know getting into a rhythm with the family and drop-offs and things like that my wife works incredibly hard so i'm just getting back into a uh, a consistent kind of rhythm with things like exercise routines. So I'm doing a hundred push-up challenge at the moment and little things like that, just to make sure that I have daily like rituals and habits that I do on a regular basis. Cause it just sets the day up well when you're kind of like a bit pumped and a bit like, right, I've done my thing right now. We can, we can crack on with the good stuff. Yeah. And my, uh, we had a business meeting today. I told you with a couple hundred business guys we meet at 6am and uh, you know, one of them uh, was just sharing how when he starts with quiet time in the morning, his days are intentional the rest of his day. When he doesn't, he's in reaction mode the entire day. Yep. But taking that time to just get quiet or in your case to do a workout, you, it, it helps you to show up intentional with your day. Highly recommended. What uh, is a bad habit you want to break? God, that's a good one. Do you know, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have any bad habits, but I can't think of any right now. Sure you can. Think of one. <laughs> it's a total problem. I'm not letting you off. Uh, moving, moving things on my to-do list from today to tomorrow. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I know that. I know that one. When I, <laughs> when I move it three days in a row, I'm like, Joseph, stop yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. All right. But it's three. a good indicator of what's getting done and what's not getting done. So Yeah. You know. And sometimes if something gets pushed three days, I realize, you know what? It's not as big of a priority as I thought it was. And that's fine too. Yeah. Right? Uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh, well, fearless, obviously, uh, very honest and, um, helpful. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in your business. First year in my business. Gosh, uh, uh, fiercely determined. Is that one word or two? Uh, one word fiercely determined. Um, I was, I was very specific. Um, and, um, again, I was very abundant with, uh, the help I was giving people. Mm, got it. And last question, uh, Robin, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family, your little baby girls in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? 
I'd say just fully, fully, I know this is really bland, really vanilla, but just follow your heart. Like I had so much pressure at school and things like that for my parents to like, you know, go to school, go to university, like get a proper job and all this sort of stuff. And I remember like when I, when I was first setting up my business, my mum, cause I was still living at home at the time, mum saying, oh, why, you know, I had one of those moments where you like bang your fist on the table and things aren't going to plan. She said, oh, why don't you go and get a proper job? And like, I just wish that I'd had the support of my parents, um, you know, with, with setting out on my first kind of entrepreneurial journey. They support me like massively now. Uh, well, like, dad's not around. He did support me whilst he was still here. But, um, but yeah, I, I would just want my girls to be like super happy. And I just want them to kind of, um, what, whatever makes them happy, just I will support them 100% through it. And I don't care, you know, not that there's anything wrong with like being an artist or a vet or a lawyer like my wife or a business coach like I don't care but just so long as the, that gets them fired up and um you know they do something which is important to them and to the world startup nation we're gonna leave you with this from Robin follow your heart and I'd like to add not people's opinions follow your heart not people's opinions that changes everything there's something inside of you that's telling you to go for it there's something inside of you that lights you up that needs to come out. You've been suppressing it. You're holding it down. You're scared. I get it. Robin gets it. Yeah. We've, we've been there. We know what that looks like. The only difference between you and us is we did it anyway. We had the fear. We do it anyway. So become that person that does it anyway. Fear is not going to go away. Fear will always be there. Do it anyway. That's what courage is. That's all that's required is your bravery. That's it. All right. So uh, any final wisdom? What's the best way? What's the one thing you want my listener to, uh, to know about making their first 100K this year? Uh, well, the first thing is obviously like be fearless because, you know, fear, fear those things in business ever so slightly less because normally with business, the worst thing that's likely to happen to you is you might annoy one or two people and you might lose a bit of cash um, that maybe you didn't really have in the first place. And that's no bigger deal. There are people in this world who are like really suffering and things like that. And we have great opportunities like w with where we live and what's right in front of us. So um, take those opportunities when they come up and don't let that little you know, sniffle of fear kind of getting away and stopping you from taking those opportunities. Um, is now a good time to talk about um, my book and how to get, get in touch with me or? You just did, did. go did for I? it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so um, little offer for anybody who's listening. So if you've got any listeners in the UK or if you're, if you're in the UK listening to this, um, I'm happy to send you a free copy of Take Your Shot. That book's changed so many lives and I want to get it into more hands. It's my gift to the world. Uh, if you run a business. Um, so uh, I've got a little, it's on the fearless.biz website, actually, it's a different one, but you can hit resources and go and apply for a copy. Um, if anybody's a bit further afield outside the UK, um, you can still grab hold of a free copy, but it'll be a, a PDF guide, go to the same, same website and grab hold of a copy of that. All I ask is that if you have time and you enjoy the book, don't go and leave a one star review. Hopefully it'll be higher than one star, uh, maybe a five star, but on Amazon, it'd be super helpful. Just keep on spreading the word basically. That's awesome. Robin, thank you for sharing that with Startup Nation. And Startup Nation, I also have a, a gift for you, a contribution. Um, you may not know this, but uh, we launched our first 100K blog, or I should say your first 100K blog. Uh, and what we're doing is we're taking select interviews like Robin's. And for some of you out there that love um, just digesting audio content, these podcasts are fantastic, but I know there's some of you out there that love the written 
content as well. You're more of a reader than a listener. So we've taken some of these interviews and we've written them out in a nice summarized form with some stories and, and really kind of flesh out a little more of, of the interview and the story and the, the founder and the struggles and especially those top three tips and strategies for your business. So if you want that, go to josephwarren.net and you would do a forward slash first 100K hyphen blog. Or no, I believe it's first 100K blog uh, with no hyphens. So josephwarren.net, you could click on podcast. You'll see the blog there. But go check out the blog. I think you're going to love the content. It's really good. I, I really tried to write to you and, and to the, the challenges you're facing. All right. So, Robin, we went way over time today, my friend. Way over time, which... Just lets us know it was a great conversation in Startup Nation. I hope we really showed up and contributed to your life. That's why I'm here. I know that's why Robin took time out of his day to really say, hey, this is why I'm here on planet Earth is really to pour into others the blessings that have been poured into me. Um, so thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Robin, thanks for being a guest on our show. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure, Joseph. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.